0: Friends, in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we come together this morning in His presence through the power of the Holy Spirit as we open His Word in this Advent season to, as we just read, passages from both the Old Testament and the New Testament. And as we approach Christmas, looking forward to celebrating Christ's birth in this season, though most of us typically focus on the story of His birth and the events surrounding it, This morning, after much prayer and meditation, I felt moved to do something just a bit different. Because, after all, the importance of Jesus is not just celebrated during Christmas and Easter. He is celebrated always. And because that's true, it's also a fact that if we look at Scripture, we see Christ in all of it, not just the story of his birth. And so, this morning we turn all the way back, as we did, into the book of Deuteronomy to focus on a very well-known character, the one who wrote this, the one who received from God the words written in our Deuteronomy 18 passage, the leader of Israel, the man named Moses. And what does Moses have to do with Jesus, you may ask? Well, as we look back at not only Scripture, but dive deeper into the character of Moses, we start to see what I call small foreshadowings of Christ. We start to see little pieces of who he was that show us some insight into Christ and his character, as well as showing elements of who Jesus was. Was And in doing so, it connects us here today not only to one another, but connects us through Christ all the way back to the Old Testament pointing towards him. So, in short this morning, we're focusing on how even all the way back in the Old Testament, we see Moses, a foreshadowing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, as our prophet, our priest, our leader, and our intercessor. But this begs the question, who exactly was Moses? Well, it just so happens that in our passage from today, we see a few answers to that very question. Starting with verse 15, it says, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me, that's Moses talking about himself, from among you, from your brothers. It is to him... That you shall listen. And in this verse, we already have two key aspects of Moses that point to Jesus Christ. The first being in the fact that Moses was a prophet. Now, a prophet is someone who, in the simplest definition, proclaims the will of God. Okay, And Moses has many instances of proclaiming the will of God in the Old Testament. But a good example comes in the book of Exodus, when he hears from God an instruction and directs God's people on what to do and what actions to take. We find that in Exodus 13, verses 1 through 3. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me all the firstborn." Whatever is the first to open the womb among the people of Israel, both of man and of beast, is mine. Then Moses said to the people, Remember this day in which you came out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. For by a strong hand the Lord brought you out of this place. No leavened bread shall be eaten." So we see that Moses directs God's people what to do. But there is also another characteristic that our Deuteronomy 18 passage has, which shows us a bit about Moses, which is the fact that the prophet whom Moses spoke about would be a man of Israel and a man of the people. And in fact, this is exactly what Moses was, a man of Israel and of the people. We find that in Exodus 2, verses 1 and 2 and 10. Now a man from the house of Levi went and took his wife, a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him three months. When the child grew older, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. She named him Moses because, she said... I drew him out of the water. And already, before we even move on from the first verse of Deuteronomy 18, we have seen two separate ways in which Moses acts as a foreshadower of Jesus Christ, carrying the characteristics of Jesus. How? Well, like Moses, Jesus is not only a prophet, But in fact, he is the ultimate prophet, for just as Moses speaks on God's authority to the people, Jesus speaks for the Father by his authority to the people. And we know that from scriptures like John 8, verses 27 and 28. They did not understand that he had been speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. Which leads to the second foreshadowing of Christ. For just as we outlined that Moses as prophet was both of the people and led the people, Jesus also does these things, being in the line of David to lead God's children. Micah 2 tells us that, as well as Matthew. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah who are too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. And then Matthew tells us, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. So both these men, Moses and Jesus, were prophets. Both are born of the people, called to lead the people. That is two similarities already where Moses foreshadows Christ. And as our Deuteronomy passage tells us, as prophet and leader, Moses was called to speak the truth of God, which is why we know this when it says in verse 18 from Deuteronomy, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth. And then there was a bit of a technology problem, so we're going to move on real quick. And one who speaks the truth of God is none other than a priest. Okay, So here he's saying, I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I commanded him. So that is God saying to Moses... The person that will come will not only act as prophet and leader, but also as a priest just like you, Moses. And there are many times in which Moses acted in the role of priest. Exodus 19, for example. There Israel encamped before the mountain while Moses went up to God. Israel, and as priest, one of the charges was to at times pass judgment upon people. In other words, to act as a ruler to the people of God, such as Exodus 18. It says, the next day Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood around Moses from morning till evening. And these This aspect of him was to rule God's people. And these aspects of both king and ruler start to sound an awful lot like what Jesus accomplishes through both his earthly ministry and his death on the cross for the sins of mankind. We find that in Revelation 19. 15 and 16. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has the name written, King of King and Lord of Lords. And so, already this morning, my friends, we find that in this one short scripture here in Deuteronomy, That Moses himself both states outright and emulates the characteristics of the chosen one to come. We have seen four different ways in which Moses foreshadows Jesus Christ. Because both act as prophet, speaking with authority by the Father. Both act as priest, speaking the truth of God Almighty to the nations. Both act as leader, and in the case of God, Almighty, and both rule of the kingdoms of which they have been given. And in all of these things I see nothing but beauty. Because I'm overwhelmed and amazed that we have such an awesome God that not only prophecies of the Savior would come to pass, thus intertwining Scripture with itself, But I'm amazed at how our Lord Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit work together in order to even, all the way back to Moses, inspire in God's people the very ways of Christ. So much so, that even when we look back at Moses the character, we see the majesty, the power, the glory of the Lord manifest in all of Scripture, in all of history, and it is in all of these things, shown in Moses and others, that point to the fact that one day, in a manger, a Savior would be born to be our perfect prophet, to be our perfect king, to be our perfect priest, and our perfect ruler of everything, and of everyone. And my friends, that is why we are here today, praising His holy name, For that very thing that was promised through Moses himself, that very thing, that perfect child has indeed been born only to die on a cross for our sins. That is why we are here. What a miracle it is that not only God's word but even the characters in God's Word, all of them point to Jesus Christ. What a blessing. What an amazing miracle. And believe it or not, the good news still continues. The majesty of God, using the characters of the Bible, specifically in our case Moses, to point to Christ, still has one more amazing truth. And it comes in verse 16 of our Deuteronomy passage, which says this, Just as you desired of the Lord God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God or see this great fire anymore, lest I die. Now this may sound like a little bit of a different tone than the rest of the passage, but if we understand that Moses is speaking of a request of Israel way back in Deuteronomy 5, we get a bit of clarity as to why this is stated. Because Moses is referencing right after the Israelites received the Ten Commandments and the presence of God was so incredibly powerful that they requested that Moses acted as a mediator between them and the Father. We know that in verses 25-27. through Now therefore, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us. If we hear the voice of the Lord our God anymore, we shall die. For who is there of all flesh that has heard the voice of the living God speaking out of the midst of fire as we have and has still lived? Go near and hear all that the Lord our God will say and speak to us all that the Lord our God will speak to you and we will hear and do it. In other words, God's people requested an intercessor between the Father and themselves. And my friends, even after all of these other ways in which Christ has been shown through Moses, he... Acting as our perfect intercessor is perhaps the most beautiful of all. For like Moses, Christ acts as our intercessor. But unlike Moses, Jesus not only advocated for us, but took the punishment deserved for us. First John tells us that specifically. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the world and in this way not only is Christ prophet not only is he king not only is he priest not only is he ruler but he is intercessor and as intercessor he took the wrath of the father and now appeals to the father on our behalf and he did all of this after he died for our sins and believe it or not there's still one more piece of good news. Are you sick of the good news yet? Amen, because I'm going to. It's going to happen either way. Here's the excellent piece, possibly the most best piece. For not only is the person of Moses who foreshadowed Christ, but the very words that were given to Moses by the Lord Almighty were, in fact, thousands of years later, fulfilled. Thousands of years later, the Apostle Peter used this very passage, our passage in Deuteronomy 18, to show that Christ and Christ alone is all five of those things and more. And we find that in the book of Acts. Peter says this. Peter says, Moses said, The Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. You shall listen to him in whatever he tells you. And it shall be that every soul who does not listen to that prophet shall be destroyed from the people. And friends, I find that this is the most beautiful fact of all. Because it points out to us that in Jesus Christ, not only was he foreshadowed, but scripture was fulfilled It shows us that in Jesus Christ, the work of God is interconnected. In Jesus Christ, all of the attributes of God's people were personified. It is in Jesus Christ that we have our perfect prophet, our perfect priest, our perfect king, our perfect ruler, our perfect intercessor, and our perfect savior. This is Jesus Christ whom we worship. And all of the Old Testament, all of the New Testament, all of the was and is and ever will be, all that we have seen or imagined, it all points to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, whose birth we celebrate in a lowly manger, only to be slaughtered as a sacrifice for our sins, incurring the wrath of the Father, and in doing so, He is raised victorious over death to conquer the devil and sin itself. That is our Savior, and it all points to Him. All of it. Everything points to Jesus. And so, my friends, I leave you with this challenge. As you, as Beacon Light, move forward in this Advent season, as you have a few different people proclaiming to you the gospel in this Christmas season during Advent. As you, as beacon lights, search for your next shepherd as you walk this journey together, as you look forward to Christmas and his birth, I encourage you to remember that in this season and beyond, in this season that may possibly be filled with distractions of gifts and parties and what are we going to do about a pastor and so and so is sick, what are we going to do in this season of possible tension, in a season that wishes to tempt you away from Christ, I want you to remember that in a season filled with distractions and stress and busyness, remember, just as we've seen in this Scripture, in Moses, the progenitor of Christ, as we've seen in all of human history, remember, my friends, in this season of busyness, it all points to Jesus Christ the child who would grow to die for our sins that is why we're here it all points to Christ amen, amen. let's pray father god it is easy for us to get distracted with the trials and temptations of the world. Some of those things are justifiable. Some of what we face in our life is necessary to bring up to you in prayer. And yet at the same time, Father, so much of our life is full of distractions that prevent us from seeing, truly seeing, your glorious Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, Father, in this season and beyond, I pray that we, here in this place this morning, we would be a people who in the busyness, the chaos, the distraction of everything surrounding Christmas, we would be a people who looks forward to that day, celebrating the birth of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died on a cross for our sins. Because as Moses has shown us and so many others before, and I'm sure after him, The fact is, Father, it's all about you. It's all about your Son, Jesus Christ. So as Moses has shown us, as Scripture has shown us, as we have prayed and through the words of your Gospel, we pray that we would be a people who always focus on Him, for it is all about Him, our Lord and Savior, Jesus. We pray this all in Jesus' holy name. Amen.